Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Hi, Taylor. Hey, Alyssa. I feel like we had sort of a somber intro last week and now, um, you know, it's been a weird week in LA. Yeah. It's been an incredibly shitty week. Uh, as you guys know, uh, Kobe Bryant passed away. Um, I was actually with Taylor and she's the one who broke the, actually Taylor's mom is the one. My who broke the mother news. broke the news and no offense, mom, but it was so <laughs> shocking when I got the text message, it said text from mom, Kobe Bryant is dead. So young, so sad. I was like, my mom is wrong. And I was like, yeah, my, I mean, not only like that to disbelieve it, but I thought my mom is thinking of a different person. Literally like, like I, Shaquille O'Neal had the same reaction. Right. So, yeah. Where you're just like, well, this is a typo. Yeah. I couldn't believe it's it. And fake, then I yeah. searched it and just like started yelling at Alyssa about it, who also then started yelling and it was very alarming and only got worse from there. Yeah. I have, I'm not really someone who gets, you know, too emotional about celebrities that I didn't know. Um, I have been a wreck. (laughs) I can barely (laughs) talk about it um, for multiple reasons. Um, One of which is that I had a basketball game on Sunday right after we recorded an interview where I had to drive past where he crashed. Mm. And the moms that I played with had kids playing in the tournament that he was going to. There was a girl named Alyssa who was on the way to that tournament. Um, I was very excited to see where his daughter was going to go in the WNBA. Um, And just like a quick summary of my relationship with Kobe is he's probably a big reason why I play basketball. I mean, I grew up watching him and uh, I, I don't think I realized like how, how much he affected my life until he was like, totally ripped away from us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the city is just like covered in like RIP, yeah. everything. It's, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, they postponed an NBA game for the first time since JFK died. Yeah. It's a, it's like such a absolutely unheard of awful tragedy. Like the way that the city is reacting is I've never seen anything like it. And it's like to hear people crying on the radio yeah. and have radio have moments of silence and just that whole, and it wasn't just Sunday. It was like this whole this week. This whole week. And every basketball game that's been played, every team. I mean. Oh, I like can't even watch it. I get like too upset watching all of the dedications and it's, ooh. I'm in a weird space where I want to keep seeing stuff about him so that I don't forget about mm-hmm. him. Um It's tough. It's, it's tough for me to talk about Kobe Bryant in general and I kind of have, uh, leaned away from it uh, as an adult woman once I sort of understood the implications of what happened in 2003. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like I felt sort of guilty for being a fan of him. But now that he's gone, I I can't deny like what his life meant to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's complicated and I hope it's okay that I talk about that today and unpack the rest of it later. Um, and... I just, like, in my game on Sunday, I wasn't shooting well. I was, like, really sad, and it was, you know, messed up, and it was a hard day to play. And I just kept thinking to myself, like, Mamba mentality, like, Mm. fucking fight through this. Like, you got this. Like, there's more time. Keep going. And I think, like, Kobe Bryant's presence, like, permeates through the entire world because his philosophy is, like, when someone knocks you down, you don't just get back up, you get revenge. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I try to live every Which moment is, of my yeah, life. Which is, very Alyssa Littman, to be frank. <laughs> so I, I felt like we had to say something about it this week yeah. because we're here and I grew up here and we talk about basketball on this podcast, but we don't want to bring you down. Um, what made me think of that was the tag of the Bachelor episode this week <laughs> yeah. where fucking Peter is like, it's like he's blind shooting a basketball. His whole, like, has he heard of athleticism? Is he made of Play-Doh? What's happening? It's honestly like therapeutic for me because it's so clear to me, like why we don't belong together. Yes. Finally, (laughs) finally, we're like what four episodes in and it's been just this like hangover of you figuring out why he didn't fall in love with you when you did that book report. 
And now you've seen him play basketball and you're like, good Riddance. It's like square peg round hole sure. type of deal. Like yeah. just two different worlds. I, you know, so it was, I, I don't know, like I, I've been trying to push forward from this tragedy that happened and I was watching The Bachelor and then in the very last scene, Victoria F was like, Kobe. And I was like, why wouldn't they take that out? How, what a weird coincidence. But then I realized like, it's not a coincidence because he is infinitely tied to the world of basketball yeah. and always will be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Peter Weber, not tied to not the world of basketball. Not tied to the world of basketball. <laughs> not a good basketball player. Very bad. And she was like, okay. She does this like girl shooting form where it's like, you can tell that she's put up shots in front of people before and she knows how to make it go in, but she has like zero shooting form. Like when you're like pushing right. the ball out with two hands and there's no like right angle with your elbow. Yeah. There's no like, like she's successfully nothing. won like a game of horse yes. with a neighbor growing up. Yeah. Like, and people yeah. are like, damn girl. And I'm just over here. Like, please don't make me be around her. <laughs> like that kind of like. But her form grows. Very bad. Um, what did we think of the football game this week? Oh my gosh. The football game. I, I got such a kick out of it because the fact that, I mean, this has been a, it seems like not a fun experience for the girls in this house or on this season yet. No. Like they, I, the episode starts with Chris Harrison showing up and being like, girls, pack your bags because we're traveling to Cleveland, Ohio. And the girls are like, yeah. And they're like screaming like they were just told they're going to like Cancun or like some, like some like Russia. Like they're going to Cleveland, Ohio. No knocks on Cleveland, Ohio. But like, why are we going there? We've sa- we've saved so much money with The Bachelor being yeah. from Los Angeles. They show up in Cleveland, which is a fine Midwestern city. And they have to do all this B-roll of them like running around on the sidewalk like Cleveland. Then they make them do this this group date where they're playing football in the rain yeah, in like peewee equipment, like really uncomfortable looking like shoulder protector things and just running around in the mud, hurting each other. And then they die. So all of the girls go on the date anyway. So what was the fucking point? I just felt really bad for everyone involved. It was funny to watch, but I also just felt so miserable for them. Yeah. And like, I, it's funny because sometimes I'd be like, oh, that was pretty good. Or like, oh, they're running, whatever. And yeah. then they like zoom the camera out even slightly. And I'm like, oh my God, they're barely moving anywhere. No, they <laughs> were they like, were playing over like 20 yards. Yeah, like they, they like, made like a mini little oh, football shit. thing. And they were like, we have famous Cleveland celebrity sportscasters. It was just this yeah. like weird like promo of Cleveland that was funny to me. Also in that vein, uh, I heard this on Trust the Bachelor podcast, which you guys should check out. We did an episode of last week. Um, it's our good friends, Sarah and Alex Franklin. Alex Franklin's podcast, they pointed out that Clark Kent is actually not even from Cleveland. Like Peter was like, oh my God, this is where Superman's from. And I'm just like, if you were at a loss for a celebrity figure to mention from Cleveland, like LeBron James is who you mention. <laughs> like, even if you don't like another sign, even if you don't like basketball, you know who LeBron yeah, James is. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. It is. Anyway. Yeah. He's just, it was, he was such a dingus. And then this whole day, it just felt like not. Fun. I mean, in every date it was raining, which is yeah. funny. They were like, we get an amusement park to ourselves, but it's raining. Um, so oh. I just like felt bad for all of these girls. And yeah. it reminded me of, do you remember last uh, bachelor season, Colton season, when the girls had to do a group date that was uh, a competitive bowling date mm-hmm. and one team won. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, Colton was like, I want everybody to come to the cocktail hour. And there was absolute like chaos. The girls who won on the bowling team were like, we fucking bowled for this goddamn cocktail party. Like they thought it was so (laughs) unjust that the losing team would come. And I remember watching that and thinking like, this is like, these girls are just going like insane. But for the football one, it made even, I felt for them even more because I was like, I, they were, why make them run around and hit each other in the mud? And smart little Victoria P with her her back back hurting. So she got to stand next to Peter on the sidelines and go to the cocktail party no matter what, bitch. And then on her one-on-one later, she was like, I really like, oh my God, like standing next to you. I wish I like could have played for you. It was like, ugh, 
I'm over Victoria P. Yeah, I don't, uh, this whole like Aliyah Victoria P drama, I don't, I'm just like, this is a fucking waste of everyone's time. But yeah, yeah something, I, I, I'm not a fan of Victoria P. She seems very like sneaky in a dumb way, you know? Yeah. If you're going to be sneaky in a smart way, I'm on board. If right. If you're going to be like just obvious and like dumb about it. But I will say as someone who gets very frustrated when they play by the rules and then it doesn't work like I'm a big 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 rule follower and it like fucks Ditto. me over sometimes yep. like for example like uh a metaphor for how much I follow the rules <laughs> these dogs that I babysit uh John Col- John Gonzalez and Colleen Wolf's dogs right mm-hmm. um they have two dogs one's named Dasher one's named Blitzen I dropped a bag of treats on the ground one time and Blitzen is so about the rules she's so well trained she watched Dasher eat the entire bag <gasps> in front of her and I tried to be like no 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 you, it's okay like let's make it fair like it's just save some like I'm Blitzen like Blitzen. watching someone else eat my treats yeah, basically yeah I'm a Blitzen too. So I feel like knowing this, having seen this a couple seasons in a row, we just have to expect the smart girls to go into the season and be like, ooh, the rules actually don't apply and I'm just going to do whatever I can to get time with Peter. Yeah. Like even in that first challenge with Kelly, she just like, oh, yeah, she just like biked around the, the whole end. course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just bike around the whole course. Well, I we've <laughs> talked about how the season is kind of getting out of hand in terms of yes. the drama. There's so many weird fights happening with the girls and with the girls against Peter and the girls against Hannah B that it does really feel like we kind of haven't seen Peter on just like a pleasant date with yeah. what, what we're supposed to think is a real connection. So I'm I'm curious. I've told so many people I think this is the best season of The Bachelor so far, but I also feel like it's kind of going off the rails. Yeah, and I, I feel like I'm here for new types of drama and twists and all of that stuff, but not at the expense of the most of the show. You know what I mean? Like the Alaya Victoria P stuff, I'm kind of like, can we just move past this? Like, I don't really care. I want to get to know these other girls and see what else we have. Like we haven't even seen Hannah Ann or McKenna or like anything like that. And they're like good characters. Um, I do want to talk about (laughs) the Chase Rice. Oh, let's get into it. Music. I mean, there was all this news. Okay, so basically what happened is they're at this amusement park and like The Bachelor does, there's always some like tertiary band up and coming musician who does like a private performance. And for then The, the bachelor, bachelor has to go, oh my, oh my God, God, I love that. It's my favorite recording artist. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, of course, upping the stakes and being excellent producers, they found one country star who used to date Victoria F, who was on this date with Peter. Yes. So she's like, why? Walking up, hearing the song, realizing like, oh, fuck, this is my ex You watch her gut like fall into the floor. Like her reaction when she hears the music is so crazy. Yeah. And I saw, and outside of this, I saw like Chase Rice was like, I'm really mad at the bachelors. I'm like, no, you're not. Cause now everyone knows your name. Like get the yeah. fuck out of here. Well, I think cause I read, so she, she gets all upset. They're dancing in front of him and she's just trying to like kind of fake it till she makes it. And then they're having dinner later and she admits to Peter, like I dated him and that was really hard for me and this is awkward I feel really sad and she was being very dramatic about it and it was like way later after she already had a separate conversation with Chase Rice I don't agree with how this is handled but I also feel like and this is I don't mean to like take Chase Rice's side but there was something ambiguous to me about her reaction, the way she talked to him and the way he talked to her. Because when she saw him, she was like, hey. And he was like, hey, like crazy, you're here. Wow. Like, is it going cool? Okay, great. Like not the reaction of an ex-boyfriend to me. I'll be like cameras were on him and he might've like been sanitizing the way he was feeling to like be chill. Mm-hmm. Then later she's like talking to Peter and she's like, I, I actually, I dated him. And then I broke up with him because his lifestyle wasn't good for me. And I was like, this doesn't ring true to me. And Chase has come forward and said, that they've hooked up one time. Yeah. That they hooked up one time. I spent a night in Charlotte with her. I spent a night in Charlotte <laughs> with her. And she told I at that time, she knew she was going on the show. So it was like a conversation yeah. we had. But like, so, I'm sorry we didn't date. And this was sprung on me. It's, this was a surprise. Like, I didn't mean to come back and fuck her up. I wanted to just have exposure from the show, yada, yada. And that made so much sense to me. I'm like, this... because. If I'm in her position, I would go, oh, this is so uncomfortable. I hooked up with this guy one time and obviously the producers know and I have to address it. 
I don't want to go. I mean, we've seen what happens to women who talk about sex on this show. I don't want to go in front of America and go, oh, I've had a one night stand with that musician. Right. So she's going to use the word dated. Yeah. But what you've got to do then, girl, is laugh it off. Do not say ex-boyfriend. Yeah. You can say we've dated. Yeah. Just like we've dated. We know each other. There's a um, difference. Yeah. And yeah. then laugh it off. Like make it not such a big freaking deal, which is something about Victoria F. Like I'm sorry, I'm over. One of my really good friends who's very emotionally intelligent was like, Taylor, don't be mad at her for having feelings. And no, she's like, manipulative. I'm not mad at her from having feelings. I'm mad at her for ha- being manipulative. Yeah. yeah. And like using this, like running away and having yes. Peter come whisper to her thing and having yes. all of the power while playing the, the victim card is very annoying to me. Yes. And I, during that exact scene, while she was crying and blowing the whole situation out of proportion, like she's acting like this is the father of her children or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, oh, this is her move. This is what she did with the fashion show. This is how she gets attention. She acts like she's this like crumbling woman who needs to be saved by a man. Mm -hmm. And then once they comfort her, she makes them feel so good for like being big and strong basically. And it's just, I mean, I don't know. I think Peter's buying into it. She was in like an all lives matter, like campaign with like a Confederate flag and all this weird stuff. I don't know. It's not a lot of like progressive thinking. It seems like in her life. It was just funny because it was such a great debate with the girls that I was watching of the second she saw him, there were uh, half of the room was like, oh, this is a boyfriend. This is something. And he's coming back here to fuck with her. And my one friend, Vanessa, was like, none of this is true. This is definitely a one night stand. And she was so right. She was like, there's just enough for her to be scared and uncomfortable, but like not enough to actually have anything to really talk about. Right. Because nothing happened that is worth this reaction. So here's my beef too with how she handled this whole thing. So I actually have an ex-boyfriend who's in a band and um, he did write a song about me, which is very nice and cool. And I'm not going to lie that it's not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Mike knows it and he's, he teases me and sometimes he'll put it on and be like, Oh, who's this about? And I'm like, all right, this is getting a little out of hand, but sometimes I'll be at the mall or whatever. And I'll hear like their songs on whatever. Um, She, she tried to have like the best of both worlds. She tried to be like, I don't want to make this very public moment embarrassing or, or weird or, or just like ruin the experience. Cause we've had such a good day. But then she was also singing all the words to the song. <laughs> yes. And he was like, you know, you the, know words. All the words. And she's bitch. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> either you're going to act like you don't like, you don't know this person. You don't know this band. You don't know everything about yeah. them. Or you're going to be like, I know the words. Cause like we dated. Have you, know? you seen <laughs> this? I, I don't know. This like could have been Photoshopped at the beginning of the date. She was like, I cannot go skydiving. I cannot go skydiving. I'm not going to yeah. do it. There's a photo of her skydiving. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, girl, we're going to find out everything that you did before this. It's like, who do you think you're, what do you, you can't hide anything from A, the producers of The Bachelor or B, the internet. Or the world. Or the world. Like you can't. You cannot. Which is just funny. But anyway, very silly. I think she's mishandling the whole thing. I do too. And I'm bummed that so much of the time was dedicated to that date. And like none of, there's the one-on-one with, Kelsey, who I think is weirdly going to go far, Cruella DeVille, Kelsey. Mm -hmm. But at this point, we normally have, I mean, we have Madeline, right? Mm -hmm. Is it Madison or Madeline? The basketball Madison. player, Madison. Why has she not played any basketball? Why is she not playing any basketball? We need a good because basketball Peter on the show. Because Peter doesn't like basketball. That's why. Oh, yeah. Peter. Anyway, wow, what an underappreciated, amazing part of her. But aside from her, we don't really have this like promise of something like kind of re like real I'm I'm missing I'm I weirdly enough I'm missing the like boring dates when it's yeah. going well like at this point episodes three four five he has a one-on-one where he's like really connecting mm-hmm. like and and also is not in the midwest is usually somewhere in like Europe or Australia or a really cool foreign country it's so funny to me that they are in Cleveland, Cleveland. I'm sorry I know wonderful people from Ohio but it's just really <laughs> fun. it was so funny that Chris Harrison was like pack your bags and then one of the girls was like I love Midwestern people. They have so much um, heart. Like they were just like really grasping for straws. And, I was and then they kick were like posing in the window going, Ohio, Ohio, yeah, Ohio, Ohio. Ohio. 
I'm just like, they're all like, what the hell are we doing? Anyway. Um, in other, in other reality TV news. Oh yeah, you TV have big news, Vanderpump news. I have big Vanderpump news. I went to uh, Frozen the Musical mm-hmm. at the Pantages in Los Angeles. This is its last week. Um, if you can go, go, because it was really, really wonderful. Very magical. But I went backstage afterwards, backdoor brag, I know people, um, because my friend Kaylin Creaser, who was brilliant, was in the cast, and I'm standing by the stage door, and I'm like, man, this guy next to me looks like Max from Vanderpump Rules, and it is Max from Vanderpump Rules. I did like very stealthy little like Google imaging to quadruple check, and it's just like 100% him. He was wearing a necklace I've seen him in before, and his haircut is very distinct. It's just, it's him. And he's like right next to me. So I text you immediately. And then I'm like, what a, we've, we've talked about him because he's from, he's on the new season and he had his abhorrent tweets that were found and is just like proving to be an absolute idiot. Um, and somebody that we don't support. And it's crazy to have seen him at a Disney musical. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what are you? And not only was he at the Disney musical, he was going backstage. Like he had friends in the musical. And I was like, wow, this is very wild to me. And I you would said have ex- he looked a little like nervous. Yes. I don't know how much I was projecting onto him, but he did look very nervous. I, I mean, homeboy definitely noticed I was staring at him in like a not friendly but way. But I feel like he's lost the right to privacy because of all the tweets yeah. he did. So you are allowed to just yeah. stare deep and into I, his And I'm face. sure like he, I'm like obviously <laughs> the demographic of people who watch Vanderpump. So for him to be standing next to me and like my friends, like, and for me to be like looking at him with a scowl, it's like, he knows what's up. Um, but I just, I couldn't get over (laughs) that. What a weird crossing of my world. I'm very proud of you for recognizing him because as I've said, he kind of just looks like any random douchebag. He does. And he was with two or three people that kind of looked just like him as well, which is what gave me pause, but I just absolutely confirmed it. And, uh, yeah, it was just like such a strange LA moment, but I also wanted to mention Tony and I got a puppy recently Mm -hmm. and really freaked out over what to name him. And by we, I mean mostly me. But there was a, like we would think of names and then it's just like tough naming a thing. Right. It's going to be his little name for the rest of his life. It's forever. It's forever. Um, And we just like took forever to do it, pun intended. We ended up naming him Fredo, a Godfather reference. Um, Which I thought was from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you thought it was Frodo. And then I was like, wow, fuck, I paid for film school. (laughs) I really should know that that's not from Lord of the Rings. I also had several people, like, like, because he's so cute, we get stopped in, like, whatever we're doing. And a lot of people will go, what's his name? And I say Fredo, and they go, oh, Frodo. And then it's like, I'm not going to correct you. Uh, but watching Real Housewives of New Jersey this week in a scene with Dolores and Frank Catania, who I love both of them, he is dem- doing some sort of weightlifting and he goes, watch this dog, like talking to the dog. And I was like, that's so cute. He calls the dog talk. And then <laughs> they turn the camera to the dog who's just like sitting on the couch watching and a little subtitle comes up that says Dolores's dog, quote unquote dog. So the dog (laughs) is actually named dog. Dog. And I love it. I think that's so funny and amazing and also very fitting for them. And it does just seem like very like New Jersey of them to be like, where's dog? Do you have dog? Are you walking dog? These dolphins, are they going to kiss me? (laughs) (laughs) These dolphins, are they going to kiss me? This dog, uh, (laughs) he poops in the house. (laughs) I can just hear Dolores. Like I can hear how she like got to that name. Yeah. The dog named dog. This dog. The dog, his name dog. These Very dolphins, good. they gonna kiss me? That is such a good Dolores quote. Um, yeah. yeah, well, I'm glad that you, you know, see the spectrum of like how much effort people put into naming their pets. <laughs> yeah. It's not very much. <laughs> it's not very much. And it makes, it proves Tony's point. He was like, it's going to be fine whatever we name the dog. And I was like, it's not going to be fine. What if he gets a complex? There's one little other thing that I wanted to talk about Vanderpump before we get into our interview. Oh, yes. Um, that... So I sort of feel like we don't have a lot so far on this season. Sorry to say. We'll see where it goes. You never know. But um, they did Brittany and Jax's joint bachelorette party this week. And the girls all dressed up in tacky wedding dresses and like went out to a club and just danced. And the boys went to a strip club. And there's literally a scene the next morning where Brittany's like, what'd you do last night? And then Jax is like, I don't know. I feel so awkward at strip clubs. And like the summary is he's like... (laughs) 
motorboating bear titties with like nipples in his eyeballs. And there's like a literal, like he's like licking the side of a girl's face while her fucking like legs are behind her head. And there's like a blurred vagina on the screen. Like it's like gnarly shit. He's literally saying like, I'm going to leave Brittany for one of these girls, like whatever, like all this crazy stuff. It just makes me, and I wanted to talk about this with you, Mm -hmm. that it makes me so sad that every, this dynamic of like, when girls go on a bachelorette party, they dress cute and sparkles and they go out and they wear sashes and tiaras and it's so fun. And when dudes go out for a bachelor party, it's like sex and fucking and titties and like all this like hardcore shit. And I just wish there was a more equal experience for a girl's bachelorette party. And I don't know what that would be. Like, what do you think? Yeah, because even, uh, yeah, I think even to have male strippers or to go to a male strip club has such, yeah, it's not like sexual and lascivious and like dirty. It's like very silly. It's very fun. It's like magic mic. It's also like, like strippers are so fucking talented. If you're at a, like a good strip club, they're like doing crazy gymnastics and dance moves that I think are like beyond anything I could ever dream of doing. Um, but you're so right. It's a very unfair, uh, uneven. It's just like super uneven and there's no real equivalent. It also, uh, guys wouldn't be able to tolerate it though. That's the point too. It's like, I think that uh, the, the pride issue and the like making allowances, it's something that I think women have had to do for fucking forever. And it's just something that we have a higher tolerance yeah. for to be like, it's your bachelor party, get strippers. Like I get it. It's just a thing that I have to deal with. In addition to a longer list of things I have yes. to deal with. And for men, it's like, you're going to get a what? I don't know. Uh, I, like, I don't think like men can really tolerate that kind of stuff in the way that women can and have had to. Yeah. Uh, this reminds me of a story of my ex-boyfriend uh, who was very much about that life, as I've sort of talked about on this podcast. And he one time asked me, like his best friend was like, as a joke, was like, Alyssa, would you break up with so-and-so if he did a cooter shot at a bachelor party? <gasps> and I was like... What is a what cooter, is a cooter shot? shot? I guess it's like you take a shot <gasps> glass out of a stripper's vagina. Like vagina. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I would break up with him if that was the case. And they were like, couldn't understand that. What? I was like, I think that's the line for me. And they I were think, just like, yeah. How is that not? What is there is no line between that and interacting with another woman's yeah, vagina? That's, just that's like, like what's like sexual so encounter. In, that is a sexual <laughs> like, encounter. Like also, get tested after a cooter I don't shot. Want strippers to have to do that. That's no, like a yeast yeah. infection. Let's end that anyway. whole thing. Like let's not put our money into it. That's don't so do that. crazy. Nobody do that. If you're no. a boyfriend, don't be doing that. That's no. over the line. Oh my god. God, this anyway. is a, this kind of information is funny because I learn it and then I'll just like be, I'll just like be <laughs> mad at Tony for a couple hours. Like I'll just like be mean to him and I'll be like, what's going on? And I'll be like, oh, you know, Mr. Cooter shot. And I'll be like, what? But it's like, I just hate learning this information. I'm so sorry, Tony. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's not fair. I think we should figure something out. I mean, it's funny because I have, I know the friends of mine who would help plan a bachelorette party for me like go so hard. Yeah. Like I think that I would be, my partner would be worried about me getting alcohol poisoning <laughs> more than me like cheating on him, right. like me surviving the night. But yeah, yeah, it's just really unfair. And it's, and like poor little Brittany is like you're with you're with I a guy know. where it's just like in his DNA. And to she, do things I, like I that. think what you were saying is totally true. And there's like a certain level everyone can tolerate, but she, I feel like her level must be so high to be with Jax. Yeah. She like gets it. She's like, I, this is what I expect. From yeah, her kind of thing, you know. And she's trying to have a sense of humor about it. I can't wait to see in like 20 years if she just has like, you know, there's some resentment building up perhaps, and maybe she yeah. gets hers. I would like to see her get hers in a way. Yes. Yeah. I want to see Jax also have like 15 daughters. Yes. (laughs) I think that is really the ultimate revenge. Hopefully uh, they don't get messed up because Jax is their dad. Anyway. Yeah. We have a wonderful interview this week with Broti Gupta who talked about dance moms. Um, We had so much fun. She's very funny writer and uh, we had a great time having her on our podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy. Woo. You know what? It does matter what I'm thinking because I'm her mother. A mother looking out for our daughter trumps the word of a dance teacher all of the time. Not inside this studio, it doesn't, sweetheart. This is my domain. I'm the principal here. But you, it's my office. What you fail to realize, Abby, is that you don't control me. I will not be bossed around in my own studio. I give me a solo, and then I think about putting her in the trio, but that's just not good enough for Holly. Nothing's ever good enough. Well, you know what? 
detention is good enough. And that's what her and Nia both think. Yeah! Hi guys. Okay, today we have a very special guest, um, TV writer Broti Gupta. Um, she's here today to talk to us about Dance Moms. Hi, Broti. Like, Hi. Thank you for joining the pod. Thank you guys for having me. Um, today we were going to talk about Dance Moms in general as a show. I've mm-hmm. seen some episodes and I grew up dancing. Taylor's seen more episodes. I mm-hmm. think Broti's seen the most episodes. Yeah, I've seen a lot. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Is there one mom in particular that stands out to you that you're interested in diving into today? Yeah. Yes, I am obsessed with Dance Mom Holly okay. at Dance Mom Holly okay. because <laughs> she straight up, I think, has a PhD from UPenn. Oh, my God. Yes. And, and she, like, gave up her because she was um, she was a school principal and she, like, gave up her career for becoming a dance mom. To, like, full-time. sit at the dance studio. Yeah, to sit at the dance studio and fight with at Dance Mom Melissa. Yeah. Wow. To fight with other moms who are nowhere yeah. near her. Holly is like Michelle Obama. Yeah. And then these other Dance Moms are like what you probably imagine when you think of a show called Dance Moms. Like Holly exactly. has written books. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They call her Dr. Holly on the show, yeah. which is the only place that she gets called doctor now because again, she gave up her career. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> um, did, how did you find your way to the show? Um, or reality TV in general? I think I found my way to this show probably, I think, just out of curiosity. I also grew up dancing. Oh, great. Dancing. I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. I grew up dancing, and all of our moms, like, I grew up doing an Indian classical dance, mm-hmm. um, and all of the girls in the class, like, all of our moms were really good friends, and they would just, like, our dance studio was in our dance teacher's basement. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. And so all of the moms would just be, like, hanging out in her house Mm -hmm. and it was, and it's just so my dance teacher was like really tough on us. Mm -hmm. Um, but she was not, I mean, I I guess like one of the main differences between her and Abby Lee Miller is just like money laundering, which my dance dance teacher never did. Yeah. Um, which I know of that. That I know of. She maybe didn't get caught for it. Yeah. Yeah. She's at the very least smarter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My dance teacher was also a full-time engineer. Oh, Oh my God. Yeah. Very dance mom Holly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, no, she's still an engineer. Um, but wait, so sorry, this is getting a little sidetracked. Does she, Teach this as a hobby on the side, though? Yeah. Wow, good for her. I know. Honestly, good for her. Yeah. I mean, she was doing it because when I started, I was like eight or so, Mm -hmm. and she was like 26, which is how old I am, and she was like married, full-time engineer, and And started this dance dance studio. Wow. That's cool. Meanwhile, by the way, I am 26 and constantly watching just highlights from Dance Moms. Like, (laughs) I don't even have, there are just so many clips on YouTube that are like just Dance Moms digests, which I just like watch intermittently which is so stupid because it's like I like in 2016 that was my big dance mom's year where I was just like where I truly was just watching episode after episode (laughs) like 45 minutes after 45 minutes of complete dance crushing I love it just and now it's like I don't even have the mental capacity to like sit and pay attention to an entire 42 and a half minute episode yeah. of Dance Moms where I just, I'm just like, YouTube feed me the highlights. You're just a junkie. Yeah. yeah you're just, just like, give junkie. it to me. Give it to I me just, immediately. Exactly. It's yeah. truly from, it's, it's truly like from Coke to crack, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a funny experience. I was telling Alyssa about it when we were talking about Dance Moms of like, I had seen highlights and like YouTube clips uh-huh. of just the actual dances, mm-hmm. which are wildly impressive. They're wildly impressive. And then when I moved to Los Angeles and it was like that first year is so dark and hard and difficult. And I felt so bad for myself. Sometimes I was just like broke and had this shitty job. And my roommate and best friend and I started binging like the whole episodes of Dance Moms. And suddenly I was crushing like season after season and there was something so amazing and cathartic about watching Abby Lee Miller the like angry dance coach just screaming at these nine-year-old girls and being like don't sickle your foot and my girlfriend and I would be sitting on the couch and we would be like just screaming at the tv like oh my god Maddie is gonna win this weekend's tournament oh my god (laughs) it became like my LA my like first big LA show my first like it was like my first escape I think yeah Maddie nice. Ziegler is truly like an angel. She so is. Yeah. There's she like is so for talented. those of you who don't watch the girl who's in the Sia music videos. She literally started on Dance Moms as an eight year old, and like Ugh. yeah, 
she, even as an eight-year-old, like not even just her technique, like her facial expression. Oh my goodness. She put something else into the performance, you guys. Yeah, she's lived, it looks like she's lived so many lives. Yeah. Because yeah. even in the early seasons when she's eight and she's nine and she's 10, she'll do like a lyrical dance where she'll be, the role is her playing like, a homeless girl. Yes. And it'll has. be her leaping through the air, but her face will be so like telling the story of someone who's truly lived a completely different life than she, she has. has. And I'm like, how do you know how to do that? I mean, she has just the weariness yeah. of somebody <laughs> with like a lived experience, which is so wild. No, it's so funny that you say that this was like your first year in LA. Cause that was also straight up my first month in LA. That's when yes. I started watching. <laughs> oh my God. That's wow. what I should just tell people. Like when people are coming from my college or high school and they're like, yeah. I'm moving to Los Angeles. What advice do you have? I'll Spend be like, make sure you save year. a lot of money before you come and download all seasons of dance <laughs> yeah. moms to your laptop. You're going to watch them in your bed, your mattress on the floor before you have a bed frame. <laughs> yes. And it's going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. You're welcome. Absolutely. And also, so basically like the episode, and here's where I felt like I was just binging episode after episode is like they end with, you know, like whether or not the girls won awards at like the that weekend's competition or something. But here's what makes you hit next episode is that at the beginning of every episode, Abby Lee Miller has a pyramid yes. where mm-hmm. she like ranks the girls again to their face. Yeah. To their faces with their mothers. Yes. Yeah. The girls yeah. come and they line up in the dance studio in one line. Yes. And then the mothers come and they're on the sidelines against yes. the bar and the mothers stand in the exact same order. Yes. And then she takes their headshots a la uh-huh. Tyra Banks on America's Next Top <laughs> Model and does a in order of how good you guys are in my eyes. Yes. Based on the previous week. Yes. You're so right. That's exactly why you're like, oh my God, I have to see it how. Because you could win, but then she could be like, but you weren't happy enough for your teammate when she finished her solo. So for that reason, you're second and Olivia is going to be first. Exactly. You never know. She's such a mad woman. Yeah. I was always so... I. Listen, I really root for the underdogs. I was always so excited if um, either Nia or Paige made it at the top of the pyramid. Oh my God. My heart would break for Paige when it didn't go her way. Yeah, my heart would absolutely break for because Paige was so anxious. Guys, Mm -hmm. she was so anxious. Yeah, she had like real anxiety about stuff and would be. The, the, the stakes are so important to them. Yeah. And it's also yeah. such a physical, like grueling activity to be yeah. uh, the, just the, what they would go through would be insane. And it kind of helps by the, the motivation and, and helps you be empathetic for the moms when they do go crazy. Yes. Cause the moms are watching, if you're watching your daughter just like physically push herself to her mm-hmm. limit and then she bursts into tears because Abby isn't nice to her. Yeah. You could see bursting into the room and being like, be nice to my fucking daughter. Yeah. Look, at this, look at She's like a wreck, but you're also yeah. like, you're doing this to her. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So what is it about Holly besides her degree that, um, speaks to you? Like, why does she stand out to you as a dance mom she stands out to me I mean she is so smart and like everything that she says is so smart Mm -hmm. and you get so I mean there is something so just like mind-numbingly comforting about watching dance moms because every single episode is the exact same yeah Yeah. it is formulaic yeah it's very formulaic so you very quickly become part of the world of dance moms yeah. where you're just like I think your brain is just like looking for any sort of activity and Holly is the only person <laughs> who like maybe will engage that because all of a sudden you are in the context of the dance moms world yes <laughs> yeah and so while you're, you're being like, hypnotized Holly is the closest thing to getting out of that world do you feel like she says what you would say if that was your child yes. in that situation oh that's great mm. yes Very she is definitely she she is the representative for um, anybody who is watching the show, I right. think. Cool. Because yeah. she is like kind of the most grounded, mm-hmm. but then you remember that she literally has a PhD and she's decided to be a full-time dance mom yeah. and then you're yeah. very sad for her. Yeah. And like, I think it's fun watching her talk to Nia, her yeah. daughter, because she is probably one of the best communicators at explaining this is not the end of the world and like, and kind of talking to her daughter about the other elements at play. Like obviously you're here and you want to win, but you also want to be gracious and you want to be a a class act all around while you're here and you want to support your teammates and whatever. And 
I don't see as many conversations with no. the other moms and their daughters about just kind of trying to the be a good picture, the bigger picture, yeah. trying to be a good person. Yeah. And like, she's actively trying to make Nia a good person. And, exactly. and Abby doesn't reward that at all. There Abby are, could give fewer fucks I about know. her girls <laughs> being good people. I know there was like one episode that I think the producers probably like forced to happen where Nia did get to the top of the pyramid. And it was entirely because after the competition, Nia went up to Abby and was like, how can I improve for next time? Oh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, and that's where I was just like, yes, like the underdog is winning right now. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I saw. It's interesting to see how they go from being like these little girls who are just like so susceptible to Abby's every you know emotion to I, I sort of was skimming through season seven, which is on Hulu. Yeah, and Nia is literally like. I've given this woman 12 years of my life and if she doesn't give me the solo, that's fucked. And I'm like, you go. It's so crazy now. Cause like the Ziegler sisters are not on the show. Like right. most of them are not on the show and they're like, they hate Abby so much. Yeah. And there's like, there was an interview that I saw of like, I think the younger sister, uh, Mackenzie yes. Ziegler, she was on like, uh, Dancing with the Stars Junior or Aww. something. Oh, cool. And she, like, performed... She, like, performs a dance with Maddie at some point, but they're, like, sort of behind the scenes, like talking to each other where Mackenzie is like, I'm dedicating this dance to you. They just like both burst into tears <gasps> because they're just like, we've been through a lot. Yeah. They're like survivors. Like they're truly survivors of just televised child abuse. Yeah. yeah. It is so well, wild. Let's take a moment to talk about what happened to Abby. Oh my goodness. Yes. This is truly like karma. Is it real. is. <laughs> it is so <laughs> real. I mean, my favorite, I forget where I read this, so take it with a grain of salt, but I feel like I probably didn't make this detail up, but one of my favorite like elements of, because she went to prison for a year for money laundering. Right, mm -hmm. so she, okay, so she was money laundering her masterclass fees, which, like, so a masterclass is like, if you're very famous, like Britney Spears choreographer or whatever, people will pay, like, big money to come take, like, huge classes with you. Like, very good dancers will do this at Millennium in L.A. Yeah. whatever she was teaching these master classes in Australia and was and then she also yes. claimed that her business was bankrupt yeah and she so filed for bankruptcy. She filed yeah. for bankruptcy so she that was like fraud she was hiding money and then on top of that one of the moms tried to sue her because of that famous episode where she's like chomping her teeth at her and like I think pulls her hair right yeah yeah and that <laughs> mom that's a uh, Paige and Brooks mom I think yeah yes because she that has the Kelly John and Kelly yeah yeah guys the fashion it's worth it's going back amazing. to watch just for that it is another world Pittsburgh like Pittsburgh in 2011 yeah, yeah. but yep. okay Pittsburgh in 2011 looks like anywhere else in 2003 yeah <laughs> that makes sense in my brain uh, yeah. does that make yeah, sense it does yeah. it makes total sense it really does because it also is like there you the only b-roll you see is kind of like the parking lot and yes. the little strip malls right outside of the dance yes. studio it's all which also does look very like dated and weirdly retro yeah. and you're yeah. just like oh this is the whole world of the show exactly yeah. it's it looked exactly like the mall where wherever you grew up yes yes like that's the vibe of it yeah just the cultural vibe of it is just right outside forever 21 yeah, yeah. You grew it's up. very clear that abby was not putting money back into the studio no. let's say yeah. that like as the seasons go forward and forward it's no, like they, maybe they like travel a little more but also the moms are footing the bill for that yeah and the studio doesn't yeah. improve at all and suddenly like abby is losing a little weight and wearing silky or black clothes and you're like i'm sorry you're bankrupt like yeah. how are you bankrupt bitch yeah. and then to read headlines that's like Abby Lee Miller is going to jail you're like ooh, ooh yes yeah. and it's also it's just so it sounds so horrible but you it's you want to see I want to watch that reality show because exactly she's such a crazy yes. she has so much power and she's so mean and she's so angry and she's so mean to these kids and she's so savage to these moms like how is this woman how did she do in prison okay Someone but do you know what me. happened when she was in prison no she got a rare form of cancer and then she got out of prison early because she had to be hospitalized and then she had to have surgery on her spine because the cancer was in her spine she lost the ability to walk no yeah you are <laughs> lying to me you are both pulling my 
leg. <laughs> and it's no, like, it's not funny, but it no, is, it's funny. But it's it's, it's, it's like it's, I would, it is it's, a Mad Libs of karma. It is a Mad Libs of karma. After televised child abuse, that is a Mad Libs of karma. Also, just like another part of the sort of Mad Libs of like her entire trial and everything was like one of the pieces of evidence I think was a literal text message that she sent someone saying, I have some foreign money we can launder. <laughs> like, don't use launder as a verb. No. And then, girl, don't write it down. Are you no. a banana? She's like, yeah. no, I meant like wash it. In yeah, wash it. Yeah. Make sure wow. it's clean. Oh my wow, God. Wow, what a, what a real gift. What a real character gift. of a person is. Cause like, yeah. oh, wow. Guys, we also have to talk about Jojo Siwa's. Yes. Um, celebrity. I just I drove past her house. It. No way. Where's I did. What? So I was in uh, Sherman Oaks and it's like right off of um, Ventura Boulevard. And I was like, oh, these are pretty houses. It was just like a nice little street. And suddenly we passed like a rainbow house. Like yeah, everything is hers. like, well, we could post a picture of it. There's all these crazy colors and all this stuff. She has a SUV with her headshot all over it. Oh. So that's the only way I knew it was her house. I was like, oh, yeah. this could have just been a crazy famous oh, person. And then I Googled, yeah. I was like, I think I recognize this face. And I Googled Jojo Siwa, who was a dancer on the show. Yes. And this was her home that she bought. Do you want to explain what she is famous for? Yes. Okay. Well, I... I think I know what she's famous for, which is, I mean, obviously she was on Dance Moms, but also side note, what if you passed that house and that was actually my house? <laughs> what if you found out that my, my car also has a huge headshot? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Thank you so much for coming yeah. in. Um, you really this are a big fan. Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> this podcast episode is technically diagnosable. Yeah. I'd be like, Taylor, back out of the room. Slowly. Yeah, exactly. It, it's actually much easier to be on a podcast than to dial 911. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she basically so she was a she was first on like a kind of like an offshoot um of I feel like Abby Lee Miller had this like whole world of reality shows yeah. where she was like you know obviously she had the main dance moms but then she had like all these like ultimate dance competitions or whatever yeah there was a JoJo's, little franchise yeah there was a little franchising um I think Jojo Siwa was like part of one of those and then came into dance moms mm -hmm. and she is like she is famous for her she she wears like a very very tight ponytail mm -hmm. a very, very tight ponytail tight side ponytail and like her entire world is rainbows and like and butterflies bows. and bows and she has and she has truly just like I don't know exactly what she is famous Does for. Does she sing songs she or something for kids? She now is yes. singing okay. songs. Because now, now she has is. a YouTube channel. Yeah. And yes. she's she just is one, aside from like Maddie, who was the one we were talking about right. earlier, who really capitalized in like kind of a professional dancing yeah. way. Jojo like Ziwa. Yeah, like very raw talent and is like booking very real jobs. Mm -hmm. Like obviously still has the gimmick of being this young, young girl from Dance Moms. Yeah. But Jojo Siwa really leaned into the child audience and yes. is becoming like this YouTube celebrity celebrity for kids. For example, Kim Kardashian's daughter yes. North yeah. is a huge fan. And there was a huge crossover fan. episode mm -hmm. where North got to like visit Jojo Siwa and go be in one of her videos. Yeah. But Jojo babysat. And her whole thing is like, she talks like this and she's like so crazy and it's like it's appeals to all these little kids. And she's like, yeah, let's dance. Truly and if Nickelodeon, the corporation like took LSD. Yeah. Took <laughs> LSD and just became a person. Yeah. It would be Jojo Siwa. Like yeah. I, it's terrifying. She, it is terrifying. I watched my friend Dylan and I one time watched like like forty five minutes of like an AOL build uh, <laughs> interview with Jojo Siwa, and it was wow. so. It was like just the dissonance of like this person who has definitely you know like studied computers or like engineering or like you know just what AOL is yeah um interviewing Jojo Siwa was so wild it oh is I highly God. recommend it if you want to just like if you want to fuck with your brain a little yeah. bit wow yes the other thing that's notable about Jojo Siwa is that she's been putting her hair in that tight 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 like, yeah. like scraped back, like gel high pony. Yes. And her hairline has changed. Her hairline yeah, has shifted. I'm worried for this her hairline. I did I am not worried. know. I listened to this podcast called We Need to Talk About Britney. It's fabulous. I highly recommend it. They had a, like a celebrity hairstylist on just to like talk about 
Britney's different hairstyles, right? Uh-huh. And one thing he said was, if you are, if you grow up a ballerina, you can literally alter your hairline by putting your hair wow. in too many tight buns. And I was like, the first person I thought of was Jojo, JoJo Siwa. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm crazy. like, sorry, are you on Advil all day, every day? Yeah. Like a bun like that gives me such a headache. I mean, that's probably why she's screaming when yeah. she talks. Yeah. <laughs> like, just take she out the scrunch. Yeah, just she take it out. Herself. <laughs> take it out, girl. <laughs> just that like give yourself crazy. one break. In her, I recently watched a video after I saw her house in person. I was like, oh my God. And I went down a rabbit hole of Googling her and I watched her do a tour of it. And it she is- has a room that's just her merchandise. Yeah. It's crazy. She is entirely, she is like the most marketed yeah you know like that I feel like that is like this sort of very late capitalism thing like Mm -hmm. her entire shtick is just like this late capitalist nightmare Mm -hmm. well and talk about to bring it back to the moms it's like what we're we're talking about all the different dance girls and how they like took these different paths and you have to think that there's some kind of most of the steering is coming from the parents and like how are we going to capitalize on this and you're looking at Jojo's parents who are like, we are just going to make so much money because we're going to make markers and these toys and fuzzy purses and bows and we're going to sell them. And then Maddie and Mackenzie Ziegler's parents are like, we're just going to try to get them as many jobs now dancing. We want them in music videos. We want them on tours. We want, so they're going down a different path. And then you have Sweet Holly who has Nia and is probably very much just trying to make her a normal person. And like, I'm sure she's (laughs) doing her own things. She stayed on the show so long. so that's long. like okay, yeah. we're gonna stick with this. We're gonna make money and work, but you're also gonna try to be a normal kid. What do you think? What kind of dance mom do you think you would be if you <laughs> oh, that and is you're a great and you question. are in Pittsburgh? It's I'm 2011. Pittsburgh. Your seven year old is wildly talented. You have Who like are you? very blonde and very brown highlights. Yeah, <laughs> very chunky highlights. <laughs> very chunky. Highlights. You have very very chunky highlights, Absolutely, and you have, they are pinned in. Yes. <laughs> So who do you, who are you? Who am I? I mean, that is a good question. I think that at my at my best, I am Holly. Mm-hmm. At my worst, I am Christy with a Y. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Christy with a Y is the mom of. There was oh fuck, I'm forgetting her name, but there was one girl who is was it on Candy it. Apple Studio. No, no, no. Christy with a okay. Y has the red hair and the giant bangs, oh, and her I'm daughter. No, no. Oh. Her daughter We're was Asia. Not. Her daughter oh, was Asia, okay. who is this little girl who was on for one season. Wildly talented. Definitely was coming to steal Mackenzie's spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, like truly, every single week, Abby would use her and like try and motivate Mackenzie, but just be like, she's going to be the one who's going to win this, this weekend. You're not going to win. So yeah. So that, so that was her form of like using this little girl as child abuse. Mm-hmm. But I think at my worst, I would be Christy with a Y who was just, who felt that she was above all the moms, mm. but was definitely just, she was just kind of a traitor. Like she was just kind of a scab when mm-hmm. it came yeah. to the moms. Mm-hmm. You know, the moms really, here's where the moms messed up. I will say the moms <laughs> should have unionized pretty immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Abby can get in between the moms yeah. in a way. And she knows it. And she, and knows she uses it, it to her advantage. Where, and that's, that's a- where Christy, that's where I feel like Christy was the worst, where it's like, I think that the worst thing that you can do is go against the rest of the moms. You're all in this together. I, Unionize I hear the moms. You. Unionize I the dance moms. At my worst, I re- I feel like I am not proud of it, but I definitely would be the Ziegler mom sometimes who, yeah. would, who would be like, I don't want conflict. I like totally see where you guys are coming from. And if you guys stand up to Abby, I am with you. But then she but would stay so late. it's easy for her to say that because her, daughter her daughters are the best. Her daughters are the best. Exactly. Yeah. She didn't want to rock the, the boat. Loved. So she would like try to get everybody to like her and she would be like, okay, I hear you about this, whatever yes. conflict of the season yeah. or episode it is. I'm with you guys. I stand with you. Great. And then she would like linger back while all the other dance moms went home and she would come up to Abby and be like, just so you know, I do think the other moms are upset and I think that there's going to be some sort of standoff tomorrow. And you'd be like, no, don't. 
like you're yeah. fucking you can't I mean, play both sides like yeah, this that but is I a little think bit of I would fucking mind. do yeah. that I would be mm-hmm. weak and I would like try to make everybody like me and I would just try to not rock the boat for my daughters and like yeah. I am also in this hypothetical like assuming my daughters are the best yeah. <laughs> I'm like actually I no, would be honestly, Mackenzie and Maddie's mom because my daughters <laughs> would fucking win every weekend <laughs> like that's my reality that I'm living in <laughs> and then you throw the mic and you're out and Alyssa never sees you again <laughs> Here's a question that I have logistically about the show. So Abby is not demonstrating the dances. She is sort of using her arms to demonstrate where the legs should be. But normally you would have, I mean, at the very least, she would have a teaching assistant. So she does have a teaching assistant who, uh, Gianna? Yeah, Gianna. Okay. Or Gia, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she does have a teaching assistant that kind of like does all that. She just like says the names of dance moves. Right. And I think that we're supposed to kind of suspend belief, you know, suspend our disbelief and like, okay, she like presumably something is being communicated to these children. Yeah. Abby will be like, pot of bourree. Yeah. Wow. She's a dance teacher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah. I just, I know like growing up, it's like you can say those names and I know what they are, but there's like a way it has to look together. Yeah. And there's like specifics. I guess they might've just glossed over that for the sake of like producing the show. Also, I'm like my mom, my mom would come watch me sometimes, but she like ran errands while I was like at class. <laughs> like, yeah. why are these moms here? This is like yeah. also I mean, for the show. I had, a similar, <laughs> I had a similar experience, not, I mean, with dance, but I did musical theater growing up. And the first theater I belonged to was when I was very young, like seven and eight. And like the music, yeah. and they had full productions that would all be kids under like 12. Yeah. And for that, there would be fewer rehearsals that were longer. And it was in this big giant theater and the parents would stay like you it was yeah. you were too young to totally get to that part of like getting dropped off and then leaving which of course my mom started to do once I was like 13 12 like yeah, yeah. but it was it was a little crazy that we would we would audition in front of our all of our parents it was like this big that huge audience That's of all of the parents so strange yeah it's crazy <laughs> that was and that but that was all I knew because you're so little and then yeah. once I once I started going to other theaters I was like oh this is not normal but like my mom would say on the sidelines with all of the other parents and it's like crazy to yeah. force them to do that too like, that's every dance so my mom would be like, like whispering me notes and stuff I would like run up to her and she'd be like you should be com- committing to this line more but it, like you it's that's you. People. Can, I like tell that. it, can I make a confession yeah I was the Maddie of my dance studio <gasps> wow yeah. wait do we have videos of this anywhere I don't know <laughs> that I don't know that I do okay. but I was the just just the most, I was the favorite. I love that. And oh, I was, yeah. brag and about I yourself. Like, yes. I mean, here was permission. Thing, I was not, I was, I don't think I was the best. Like I, I think I was when I was like younger and then like the other kids just like ended up being so great. And like, there were definitely like, but you had the most girls. raw talent. But well, here was the thing: I really solidified my place as favorite early on. So fuck yeah! After like five years, it was just like assumed yeah. that I was the favorite. Yeah, and it was. But that's a little bit. It was. It, there was a lot of drama in my dance studio, <gasps> like and what? it was. I mean, I think that there was there was a lot of drama in terms of like who her favorite was yeah. or like who got to do what during performances. Mm-hmm. Like who's in the front, who's yeah. center stage. It seems yeah. like growing up, like taking classes, there was always at some point or another, a mass exodus of all the best competition, competition girls to a different studio. Like I remember that happening multiple times when I was dancing and it was like, we ended up dancing at like five different studios at some point because someone's mom got like pissed off at the owner for like a comment or whatever. And then they would like spread it to the other moms and it would be like, we're leaving. We're going to Bobby's instead of California dance theater or like whatever (laughs) it is. Like, um, so much drama, so much drama. And I remember we also had like, cause there were in my class, there were probably like seven girls Mm -hmm. and she would sometimes we would have class days where we would just like compete against each other and she would rank us. And it was like, yeah, that's guys. I was at the top of the pyramid. Crazy. Oh my God. Of course you were. 
Thank you so much. That's amazing. I love it. I will Huge. never forget. Because sometimes, you know, it's devastating. Even now, if you go take classes as an adult, especially because like Instagram's such a big thing, there's yeah. always the part of class where they're like, okay, not you, not you. These three. All right. Yeah. One for my like 2,000 followers or whatever I have. <laughs> devastating moment every class. But I will never forget. I was in Jazz 5 at Redders, and one day we were doing um, a jazz dance with Miss Linda, who was the owner of the studio, and she was like, Alyssa, do the choreography with me. And I was like, this is the best <gasps> that is And she was like, everyone watch her. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. That's the there only is, time that ever happened, but I never forgot. Yeah. yeah. That, there is nothing like just the one day that you're the dancer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or you're like, I somehow like whipped my head the right way and she yeah. liked my attitude and now I get to do it in front <laughs> yeah. of everyone. Incredibly yeah. validating. My, but my thing that was, ve- that is very different from Maddie's is that I could not ever express myself like mm-hmm. I still have trouble just like showing facial expressions no. I think you're doing great <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much thank you so much you're all following my face yeah. journey right now. um but I could not like I did not have any sort of emotional expression which is why I think the other girls like definitely were leagues ahead of me after we got older Mm because it was like they were starting to actually experience emotion where I just wasn't and I was still just like Mm. I I can technically do all the moves but but you um, couldn't be that little Maddie Ziegler like being a homeless girl no I could not do it I just had such a straight face (laughs) I just constantly had such a straight face and it was like we like my dance teacher would be like even just like a smile would be okay oh, <laughs> I'd be like no just give it a smile why do you feel were you just like concentrating so I, hard I on the I was just moves? concentrating yeah. yeah I was just concentrating and also there's just like so little that goes on up there not in a bad way <laughs> I just think that I'm on like the exact I I think that I I was you know like from from when I was little, it was just like the exact right amount of nothing was going on Aww. with me. <laughs> Where I was just like, yeah, I can't really, like nothing resonates really. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I just kind of do this and then I go home and have a snack. And then I, <laughs> you know, just kind of live my life. like eyes would be like filled with tears, yeah. like listening in the competition lights. And I'm like, yeah, that's because you're being fucking screamed at every yeah, day. Exactly. Like, yeah, she's got like a robot who like will do anything for the person screaming at exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. And like the producers have brought in your estranged father for an episode. Oh God! Yeah. What was yeah. that Dark. like? I haven't seen that one. Oh my goodness, that was like her, her like estranged father comes in, and she's like obviously extremely disturbed by it. So then we see like Abby yelling at him, and he's like, "I get to say, I get a say of like what happens in oh, my daughter's no. lives," and it's all being filmed and all on Lifetime. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, not good. So what would you say that you get from this show that you don't get from other like narrative shows? Um, I would say that I get um, just a very carefully choreographed dance of like a group of nine-year-olds at the end of every episode. <laughs> and that I don't get from any other TV. I was like, as you started, I was like is this a metaphor yeah, or is no. this literal? And it's like, no, it is literal. It is and literal. it's a good point because they're impressive dancers. <laughs> they're really Extremely impressive. Good. And there's, and you see exactly what goes into it. And it is equal parts fascinating and hilarious. Yes. Yeah. They have Do like a have... full eight pack, these little girls. Yes. Oh yeah, they're ripped. They are beautiful. They ripped. are ripped. Yeah. Do you have any one specific thing, and it could be, you know, very broad or very specific, that you have learned specifically from Holly? Should I say specific again? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you get paid every time you say you're owned by Big Specific. It's our sponsor. It's yeah. our sponsor. It's just like being specific. The concept of specificity sponsors this podcast. That would be amazing. I would totally yeah, I'd take yeah. it. Just take like this amorphous mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> um, I mean, what hasn't Holly taught me? (laughs) Holly has taught me that you can do, that you can be so academically inclined your entire life. And if reality TV (laughs) comes knocking, you better open. Um, I think that's amazing. (laughs) It's a good lesson. My My other favorite part of this show that I will add is that they don't have the rights to anything. So it's- Right, there's no music. There's all of the music is just like- well, it's all just like, like free licensed music. Yeah. So, so they'll have the theme of like, like there's 
there was one episode where I feel like the theme was like who run the world girls and like you think that they're gonna use the Beyonce song at the end of it but it's just whatever like free song they could get that was a little bit like I'm a girl boss do you think that we're hearing competition they danced the real song right like because they're I I don't I don't know I I so there was one specific episode where it looks exactly like they are dancing to Katy Perry's firework, but it's not Katy Perry's firework. And I, and it blew my mind because I was like, am I watching because it's lifetime, a rip off license free version of firework and they are really dancing to the Katy Perry song or did they have to dance to this rip off Katy Perry song? So I don't know. I think we should give it a Google eventually. Yeah. I love the rip off songs. Mm. They're so fun. They are. (laughs) All right. Well, I didn't mute my timer. So sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Taylor's better at that than me, but that's why we edit this. Okay. Um, so the other thing I noticed is that they pump the arena full of fake applause during yes. the entire dance, which is absolutely not how it would be at any competition. No, that is, it is so funny. I mean, they truly, cause they have to like, there was an interview that I saw or some sort of Q&A with one of the like one of the girls who was on Dance Moms mm-hmm. and they all of those girls who used to be on Dance Moms like during the Maddie McKenzie era just like truly see it as such a joke now yeah. which yeah. is so funny cuz they're just so they just are very clear and honest about they're like yeah all of the competitions were fake. Mm. They're all like yeah we just like had to I mean it, like you're not going to be filming a 12 hour day because yeah. we're, we were all minors. Yeah. And so then they're just like, yeah. And the, the audience was like fake and the awards were all fake. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. What yeah. a peek behind the curtain. I'm glad they have a sense of humor about it though. That's I know. Trauma creates trauma people crea- who mean, have good senses of humor. That's the thing is like, guys, give them, give all those girls. They're like, what, like 16, 17 now give them like, five years they're all going to be an improv group yeah absolutely (laughs) um well this has been so amazing thank you so much for coming on to unpack all of this with us guys thank you so much this has been so much fun um (laughs) is there anything you would like to plug i feel like you have a very funny twitter oh thank you so much i have (laughs) my twitter is at brothy gupta and it's deeply unhinged um, <laughs> and so check that out if you want to feel better about yourself. I like very just speaking of like being unhinged, I discovered that one of my top songs on Spotify in the past year was Escape, the Pina Colada song. No. Like that over, I mean, uh, here's are you okay? The, no, I'm not. <laughs> and we don't have enough time to talk about right. what happened to me, but it's like, Truly, I mean, I can't think of a single because sometimes a, a, like a crazy song will pop up on one of those lists and it'll be like, oh, because like there was a day that I did a bit where I like put this song on repeat for someone or something like that. But really for that song, I was like, oh, this was like a marathon. This was not a sprint with this song. Oh, my God. Um. So anyway, my Twitter features confessionals like that. Um. <laughs> and then what else do I want to plug? I mean, dance moms yes (laughs) it's still on it's still on tv right i i don't know maybe i gotta check that out i think (laughs) it is i really do i mean i know that lifetime also runs reruns constantly yeah because there's been a few times i just see it on guide and i'm like oh uh, fuck yeah and i open it and i'm like bitch i've seen this before so but they just have like marathons of it but i but most of the time they do that because it's leading up to new episodes like bravo will do that before premieres and stuff right right, right. cool all right. Well, thank you. We loved having you. Oh and gosh, I, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our analysis. Now of she's going to chop in her JoJo, going to jump in your JoJo I'm Siwa gonna, car. Yeah. And, and, and blast the pina coladas. <laughs> 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 Fierce. <laughs>